Welcome to the Wealth Builders Podcast. I'm Billy Epperhart, and on this show, you're going to hear from industry leaders in business, real estate, and investing. Our Wealth Builder coaches and myself are excited to teach you how to make sense of making money for making a difference. Okay, let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's Wealth Builders Podcast. I'm Karen Conrad, and I'm so excited that you are joining us today. You know, every week, I think I tell you that we've got an amazing topic or an amazing guest, but I'm telling you this week, we have someone very special. I was just sharing with him that he's like a fan favorite at the Wealth Builders events, everyone. We have Mr. Colin Carr with us. Colin, do you want to say hi? I do. Well, Karen, thank you for having me. And I am a I am a fan of wealth builders. Uh, what you and Billy and Becky and all the the wealth builder staff are doing at Wealth Builders has personally blessed me significantly. And wow. coming off the last wealth builders conference, uh, I was moved by it. I mean, I, I laughed with several very specific things that the Lord spoke to me and my family. And uh, I, I love what you guys are doing. And I'm just I'm super grateful to be uh, any part of it that I can be. Wow, Colin, thank you so much. You know, I was talking to Billy yesterday and we we're just talking about like how different this last Wealth Builders Conference was. There is something happening. And, uh, you know, so many of you that are listening, you've been following Billy and Becky and Wealth Builders for a long time. And I'm telling you, there's a shift happening. And Colin, you really alluded to that. It was a very prophetic conference. And so uh, Wealth Builders is growing, we are changing, and we are fulfilling what God has called Billy and Becky to do through it. So um, we're just so grateful for all of you listening. We really consider you family and Colin, just for your words of wisdom and encouragement. And today you are going to be sharing on a topic that uh, you shared a bit about at the conference, and it's co-laboring with God. So Colin, I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to you. Sounds great. Well, for me, co-laboring with God starts with understanding God's nature and will. And I know that might sound pretty simple, but you know, let's take it in the context of healing. If you don't know that it's God's will for you to be healed, if you wonder, did God put sickness on me? Does God want me to be sick? Is this his desire for me? You're going to have a very hard time receiving healing from the Lord or for walking in divine health and wholeness. And, and for me, it's very much the same thing when it comes to co-laboring with God. You know, I'll ask the question in the natural, you know, how can you co-labor with someone if you don't know what you're trying to accomplish or what that person expects or how you're supposed to accomplish it? You know, in the natural world, if you were serving a boss or an owner and you didn't understand what he or she expected, you'd have a very difficult time pleasing them or performing to their standard. If we don't know what God expects us to do or you know, sometimes people say expectation, that's heavy. Well, I'll use the word desire then. If we don't know what God desires, we're going to have a difficult time. You know, I love this scripture in Ephesians 5, 17. It says, therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Numerous times in the New Testament, Paul talks about not being ignorant, understanding the will of God. I mean, here's one. We're supposed to be transformed into the image of Jesus. We're supposed to be conformed into his image on this earth. But if we don't know who Jesus truly is, we're going to have a hard time making that happen. So the, the idea of how can we seek to be something that we don't know what it is, it, it's very challenging. So another scripture that points us out is Hosea 4.6. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. So on the one side of the coin, you know, we have if we don't know God's nature, we don't know his will, 
it's going to be very challenging. Let me flip the coin over now, and let's talk about the positive side of this coin, is that Jesus did tell us what to do. He told us how to do it. He told us all the amazing benefits and blessings that will come to us when we simply follow his directions. So, you know, it would be a pretty terrible place if we didn't know what we we're supposed to be doing, but that's not the position that Jesus has left us in. He came to earth to reveal God's heart for us. He came to show us what it looks like to receive from God, to be loved by God, to love other people. And he revealed the nature and the will of God to us. And so, you know, for us, when it comes to co-laboring with God, if we understand his nature, if we get in alignment with what he desires for us, that to me is step one. So let's let's jump into the nature of God. God is a God of increase. He's a God of multiplication. He's a God of blessing. He's a God of fruit. He's a God of abundance. And the beauty is we're not trying to convince God to be this way. Like we're not asking God to be this way. We're not praying that God is this way. We're not begging God. This is who he is. Like this is his nature. And I, I love the statements where he clarifies who he is. He says, I am who I am. Hebrews says Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so, you know, when it comes down to the nature of God, people will try to say, well, I think God is like this, or, you know, I hope God is this. None of those statements change his nature. And I, I love the scripture in Romans 3, where Paul asks the question, he says, what if some people don't believe the promises of God? Will their unbelief change God's nature? Will their unbelief make the promises of God no longer true? And he answers that. He says, no, God forbid that you would even think that way. Jesus is who he is, whether you accept it, whether you believe it, or whether you know it. So the, the sooner we can get into alignment with who Jesus is and start living based upon what he says is true, who he says we are, and what he hopes and desires for our life, we're going to get into alignment with his word, with his promises, and we're going to start seeing things happening in our life in a way that, that we've always wanted them to happen or in a way that we haven't experienced before. So when we get into the nature of Jesus, his nature, again, is increased, and it's very much fruit, and you see this all throughout Scripture. So, you know, when he walks up to a fig tree, he wants that fig tree to produce figs. When he tells a parable about a fig tree, the idea is the fig tree produces figs. When he tells a parable about the talents, he expects the servants to increase and multiply the talents. When Jesus is with 5,000 men plus the women and children, and he multiplies the loaves, everyone eats as much as they possibly want. Like It wasn't like a, you can only have one piece of bread and two bites of fish. Everyone ate as much as they wanted. And, and you know this, these guys were traveling six hours, eight hours, 10 hours. I guarantee they put stuff in their pockets. They put stuff in their bags. And yet there's still 12 baskets full left over. They did. Colin, I just have to jump in there because you are just explaining like God, it, God has no lack. And I think that's, you know, we have this idea that there's a limited supply, but even in Deuteronomy 8, 18, it says he gives us the power to create wealth and multiply. And it's, it's like a mind shift, right? It's like, wait a minute. You mean there's no limits with God? There's no limits with God. So thank you so much for like, I, it just hit me when you said that. And it's just such a great example of what we can tap into in faith. Absolutely. Yeah, he, he feeds 5,000 men plus the women and children. Everyone gets as much as they want. They stuff their pockets, their satchels, bags, and there's still 12 baskets full left over. 
it, it's the same thing. I'm not not trying to be too repetitive, but the, the catch a fish. I mean, these nets are built to catch dozens of fish. They're built to catch schools of fish. And yet he puts so many fish in the nets that it starts to break the nets and starts to sink multiple boats. Like that's his level of increase. The, the water to wine, 750, 750 bottles equivalent of wine. So you see it, you see it all throughout. He, he's healing, he's multiplying, he's increasing, he's restoring. That's his nature. Again, we don't have to ask him to be this way. He is who he is. And then, you know, you say, well, that's all things in the natural. What did he say to do with the gospel? He said, preach the gospel to every creature in all nations, take it everywhere, increase it, multiply it, sow it. So that's who he is. The word of God continually affirms these things further. It, it talks about how whatever we put our hand to will prosper. And so that's a question I like to ask people is, do you have the mentality of what the Bible says about you is true? Do you believe that whatever you put your hand to will prosper? Because it doesn't say it'll prosper if you know everything about it, if you're the most qualified, if your parents have the nobility, if you're heir to the throne. It doesn't give these qualifications outside of what we know today is Jesus. Like We don't get it because we deserve it. We get it because Jesus deserved it. And out of his grace and abundance, he's bestowed it upon us. It's, it talks about how anywhere the sole of our foot touches is our land. Again, it doesn't give us the qualifications if we're worthy, if we haven't sinned too much, if our thought life is as pure as it's supposed to be, if we've given a certain amount of money away. Again, those things are all great, and, and don't get me wrong, the Lord desires those things. That's great, but but when it comes to co-laboring with God, we've got to have the mentality, we're going to increase, and we're going to experience abundance and we're going to prosper because Jesus has set his prosperity in us, on us, and through us. 2 Corinthians 1.20 says, All the promises of God in Jesus are yes, and in him, amen, to the glory of God through us. And the part I want to highlight here is, it says that God is glorified through us when we receive his promises. So here's another way to look at that. If God is glorified through something we do, that's his desire for us. Like. You don't have to you don't have to wonder if he wants something. If, if the scriptures show you that God would be glorified through something that you're doing or something you're receiving or or if you're receiving and then and then sharing out of the abundance, if God is glorified in you, that's his will for you. And so again, understanding the nature and will of God, we see it in New Testament, we see it in Old Testament. Second Chronicles 16:9 says, "The eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the entire earth." to show himself strong or powerfully on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. Here you have God, here you have God the Father who's scanning the earth, looking for anyone who he can endorse and show himself powerfully on behalf of them whose heart is loyal. Again, not because you're worthy, because you're just willing to receive what he says is true. So I love the idea of getting in alignment with what Jesus says is true. Colin, it's so true. And, you know, really, that's the definition of humility. A lot of times we think that humility is like, you know, just cutting ourselves down or I don't know, like being negative that we can't do something. But humility really is just saying, you know what, Jesus, I'm going to set aside my my shortfalls and I'm actually just going to grab hold of your finished work and what you did. And um, that's like, when we when we have that humility, God can move through us 
you know, we're safe for that because we know it's not us, right? We know that it's the Lord. And also I was just really um, impacted by something that you said about the approach with business. Like when we look at glorifying God through our business, I think it's a choice. And when we make that decision, which I know personally, Colin, you have done is, you know what, Lord, just work through me with our business. We want to glorify you. That is a decision that we can make. And when we do that, increase favor with that heart is just abounding. And you are such a great example of that. Amen. Well, I I appreciate that. I, I look at favor and increase the same way that you can see miracles and so forth in the scriptures. I mean, miracles, healings, they were a dinner bell to the gospel. When people saw them, they realized God is involved in what's happening here. What else can you tell us about this? When people see you increasing and prospering and, and operating in a different set of rules in, in a kingdom that is in heaven, but it's it, it's being implemented on this earth, they want to know what's different. They want to know how you're doing it, and, and they're drawn to it. So yeah, I, I love the idea of increase. I love the idea of bearing fruit. And, and that's very clear, again, what Jesus said. You know, we, we go over to John 15. Jesus gives us the direction. He gives us the expectation. You can call it a command. You can call it a desire, whatever your, your preferred word. But he, he tells plainly, he says, abide in me and I in you, John 15, 4. In the next verse, he says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. So he gives us the, the directive of abide in me. And then he says, and when you do what I've told you to do, the result is you're going to bear much fruit. We drop into verse eight. He says, and again, by this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit. So you will be my disciples. We, we come up to the same exact concept. God tells us what to do. He tells us when we do it, we will be blessed. We will have a natural result of increase in bearing fruit. And then he says, and when you bear fruit, that glorifies my father. And all this comes down to his directions carry his blessing with it. This gets into the nature of aligning ourselves with what God's word said is true. If God tells us to do something, or this is what we're supposed to desire, we don't have to wonder if his full authority and blessing is in it and on it. We know that it carries his full authority. I love, again, staying in the vein of John 15, we drop down to verse 16. He makes a very profound statement. He says, you did not choose me, but I chose you. I think a lot of times we think, well, I chose Jesus. No, listen, all we did is respond to the invitation of salvation that he first provided for us. We did not choose him. He chose us. And we keep going. And he says, he says, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear much fruit and that your fruit should remain. Here we now we have the promise again of bearing fruit, but now we also have the promise that our fruit and our increase is protected, not because we're going to protect it, because he's our protection. He's not only our shield, he's our exceedingly great reward. He, he gives us the grace and the ability to do what he's told us to do. He provides the increase, he provides the multiplication, and then he says, and I'm going to protect it as well. I'm going to be your shield, I'm going to be your strong tower. And then he goes on, and he just like, he can't stop with the, he can't stop with the promises and the blessings. And then he hits that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. I mean, multiple times I skipped over it in verse seven, but he says, you can ask the Father what you desire and it'll be done for it. He doesn't say what you need. He says what you desire. He said, well, what about the needs? He already took care of our needs. 
And in Matthew 6, 33, he said, if you have a need, all you need to do is seek first the kingdom and your father knows what you need and all those things are added to you. So yeah, I, I, there, there's a, more scriptures than we can possibly hit in this area, but it, it's really clear that God wants us to bear fruit, bear much fruit, our fruit to remain. And he wants us to get so, so encompassed with what he wants for us that we can even ask what we desire or whatever we want from a kingdom perspective. And he says, your father will do it for you. Wow, Colin, that is just such a great, like encouraging word. And I think like our head kind of knows it, you know, we've heard this before, but the way that you described it, I think like there's people that are listening. I know I'm feeling this way, like it's connecting to my heart. And it's really interesting what you were saying about ask God, because um, Dave was just impressed like a couple of days ago, he was like, Hey, Karen, I just really feel like the Lord is telling us to ask. There is an asking in it. Absolutely. And, um, you know, you, you brought that up. And I think that when we dare to ask, when we, when we just say, you know what, Lord, I'm just going to take you at your word, show me exceeding abundantly above and beyond all I can ask or think, what does it look like? That all leads to transformation in our communities, in our cities, in our states, in our nation, around the world. When we grab hold of these promises that God has and we step into that place of success, which you are such a great example of, um, you know what? God wants to work through us and, and, and we are safe to give him glory and I think that's the thing too, when we realize that it's not us, it's not because, you know, we're just all that, right? <laughs> that God is very blessed to shine through us. Well, Colin, this has been amazing. And I just want to let everybody listening know that um, I'm a big Colin Carr fan. You can probably tell that from this podcast, Billy and Becky certainly are. And Colin is going to be at our upcoming real estate workshop that is April 28th to the 30th. Uh, this is going to be our biggest workshop yet. And so I want to encourage you, if you want to attend in person, do everything you can to get there. And you can get tickets at wealthbuilders.org forward slash events. And if you can't join us in person, that's okay. We've got a live stream for you. And you can purchase those tickets uh, at the same location. Again, wealthbuilders.org forward slash events. If it's anything like this Wealth Builders Conference, you know, I can't, I, I'm not sure what we're going to have, Colin. <laughs> well, like I said, I, I was, and not just saying, I, I was, I was as moved and as inspired as I have been in anything that I've done with wealth builders. And that's saying a lot because I've been touched, I've been touched deeply by the ministry several times, but I left the last wealth builders conference with, with new instruction, new ideas, you know, wisdom and errors I didn't have. And then I also left with, very, very specific things that God spoke to me in my heart. He spoke to my wife. He spoke to our family. And so, uh, again, the investment of, you know, Billy always says invest in yourself. Andrew Womack says preparation time is never wasted time. But you know, the combination of, of getting around like-minded believers, getting unified in faith, getting unified in, in, in purpose and direction, there's exponential power there. there. There is something to be said about being yoked with like-minded believers who are going the same direction, who desire the same things. And there's an exponential release uh, and multiplication of faith that takes place at these events. So yeah, I, I can't recommend it anymore as well. That is awesome, Colin. Well, thank you so much for being a part of today's podcast. Uh, we would love to see you at the Wealth Builders Real Estate Workshop. Billy and Becky would love to see you that will be there. 
Billy's been on fire recently. So it's like, I don't even know what's going to come out of that guy. I didn't even know there could be more in him, but there is something special happening. And we just want you all to be a part of it. And we thank you so much for being part of the Wealth Builders family. So Colin, thank you so much. God bless you. Everyone have an amazing rest of the day. Thanks for listening to the Wealth Builders Podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate and review the show. If you want to learn more about who we are, visit our website at wealthbuilders.org and check us out on Facebook. We'll see you next time.